100.3 The X Rocks. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Hope you're ready to talk a little bit of baseball, man, because on the phone with us right now is a gentleman named Jamie Moyer. Long, long time baseball player. Former Seattle Mariner and current author of the new book, Just Tell Me I Can't, How Jamie Moyer Defied the Radar Gun and Defeated Time. It's in stores now, and he's on the phone with us right now. Jamie, how are things? Uh, they're great. Release day for the book, huh? Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, we got a chance to Almost page- like opening day again. <laughs> got a chance to, to page through it a little bit, man. I always ask this of, of everybody, but I, I'm always curious is what made you realize now was the time for you to actually, you know, put pen to paper and put together a book? Actually, it's been broached to me for probably about the last 10 years that I should write a book. And, uh, you know, over the last two years, I thought, you know what, maybe it is that time. So uh, I found a writer, and we sat down, and we uh, we knocked it out. It took a little over two years to, to write it, and today's the day. Just tell me I can't. <laughs> you know, were you surprised uh, when, you, when you sat down to start writing it, some of the stories and things that, that you, you maybe have forgotten? Um, no, I wasn't really surprised. I think the hard part was, you know, for Larry to try to get it out of me. Um, but, uh, no, it's just, uh, it was fun. It was actually, I really enjoyed reminiscing and, and, you know, going back to some of the stories. You know, uh, and you get to talk about all the time that you spent in, in a lot of different clubhouses. Of course, uh, we here in Boise, I think people around this area certainly remember you in a Mariners uniform. Is, is there mm-hmm. a particular team that, that you have a lot of allegiance towards or you feel like, hey, this is this is what I, I feel like I've been for a majority of my career? Well, I played, you know, obviously the majority of my career in Seattle, which was just over 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, I do have a, a, a great allegiance to the you know, the Seattle Mariners and, and the community of, of Seattle. But I also uh, grew up on the East Coast outside of Philadelphia, went to college uh, at St. Joe's University, and then played on a World Series winning team in 2008. So it's really, it's it's a tough one for me because, um, you know, we're dealing with where I grew up and was raised and having a lot of success on a world championship team, uh, which obviously creates a lot of joy, brings a lot of memories to a, you know, a very uh, high-level sports community, if you will, here in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and like you said, Seattle was a, a very, very special place where you know, my career really kind of turned around and uh, played on some pretty great teams in Seattle as well, and some pretty magical things happened on the baseball field. You know, uh, one of the things I enjoy uh, reading these books is is finding out about uh, the players and, and about what was important to them and, and your uh, community service, your philanthropy, and your volunteering. Uh, you know, do you think that that's a little different from maybe the current athlete today that they don't maybe get it as, as involved as uh, as well, some of the- I don't know necessarily. No, I would say that. I think you know, there's some athletes that have. Uh, foundations and things like that and get involved in the community and there's a lot of people that get involved with whatever they choose to get involved with but they do it privately and they and they choose not to you know really talk about it and i've and i've you know they, they don't talk about it publicly uh i've played with a lot of guys that I, that over the course of their careers would get involved with things and they just don't put their name on it or just don't want to be you know dealing with it in in the public's eye so you know i think it, it's all about to each his own um, and really, when you put your head on the pillow, uh, knowing that you've been able to give back or help somebody in a less fortunate situation, I think that's what it all comes down to. 
Jamie, when you uh, when you got drafted, I'm sure you, one of your goals to check off the list wasn't be the oldest player in history to win a baseball game, but that that ended up happening. Was it a big deal to you when it happened, or just another day at the office? Uh, it was kind of another day at the office for me. Um, you know, I mean, part of it, you know, for me was I was coming back from a, from a surgery. Um, I think that was, you know, quite exciting for me. That was a challenge to, you know, to get myself back through and get healthy and, and be able to perform again. But, you know, I think you know, having the good fortune to play as long as I have, you know, things like that are going to happen to be, you know, the oldest to, to get a win. So, um, you know, I'm honored by it. But, you know, I also look at my career as, um, you know, it would have never happened unless the people around me weren't supporting me as well. And now I, I, I'm I'm reading this correctly. You have not officially retired yet. Are you still Are you still holding on to some hope, or do you think all right? No, I'm really not uh, showing any interest to play. It just I just feel like you know when I came into the game, you know it was very unheralded, and uh, I felt like uh, when I left the game, I should leave the game the way I, that I the way I came in. Now, as as a baseball fan myself, I'll, I'll be honest, man. I mean, the flamethrowers get all the credit, they get all the money, they get the huge contracts. But it was always, you know, whenever I saw you were pitching against my team, I was like, dude, that guy's gonna put it over the plate. He's gonna put it right where he wants it. He's got that control, and he's he's got the kind of command of the mound. And that seems to be almost as important to me from the outside looking in. That's kind of how you attacked your career, right? Right, and that's how I had to survive. I mean, because I I didn't have the overpowering pitches. Or, you know, the, the trick pitch, if you will. I don't know, I shouldn't call it a trick pitch, but say a split or something like that. Um, so, yeah, I had to learn that, you know, my mechanics, my pitching mechanics were very important in location, you know, kind of like in real estate, right? Location, location, location. Right. Well, it's the same way in pitching. If you can locate, it doesn't matter how hard or how soft you throw. It's about, you know, hitter's timing and breaking their timing up. And you were a hell of a good job doing that, man. And uh, what do you attribute your longevity in the uh, in the major leagues to? Do you have a particular regimen that you used to do that that made your body? Uh, I mean, it's, it's nothing out of the ordinary. You know, I just hard work and dedication. I felt like I had a strong passion uh, to my craft, and you know, I had a huge accountability. And you know, it's one a number of the things that that Harvey reinstilled into me um, after uh, you know I was able to spend some time with him. Good stuff, man. The uh, the book is a good read as well. Just tell me I can how Jamie Moyer defied the radar gun and defeated time. It's in stores today. Go pick it up, especially if you're a Mariners fan. Some lots of great stories in there. And Jamie, we appreciate the time, brother. You take care of yourself, all right? All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me on. Bye-bye.